I have to tell you now that no such undertaking has been received and that consequently this country is at war with Germany. In this third podcast of our series on the Cold War in Europe, we'll examine the impact the Second World War had on relations between the superpowers. Did having a common enemy in Nazi Germany make any difference to the relations between the Soviet Union and the West? One of the key areas we'll address is why the changing situation in the war against Germany created tensions between the Allies, particularly as it became increasingly clear that they would be victorious. Another area that needs evaluation is whether the wartime years focused on a common enemy delayed the conflict between capitalism and communism. Was this an inevitable ideological conflict waiting to happen, or did the tension come from the discussions about what post-war Europe would look like? Exam questions on this early part of the course tend to ask you to assess reasons why tensions grew between the Allies. It's vital that importance is discussed and links between factors made. The term assess isn't asking you to list reasons, rather to explain why one reason is more important. A good technique is to establish a common thread or theme for your essay and then link your points to that thread. For example, the Soviet fear of invasion. In August 1939, Stalin stunned the West by signing a non-aggression treaty with Nazi Germany, their Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact, also known as the Nazi-Soviet Pact. Britain and France had been negotiating with the Soviets throughout 1939, hopeful of a united front against German aggression. Hitler and Stalin were implacable enemies. So what were Stalin's motives in this sudden about-face? As usual with Stalin, one of the reasons was his own paranoia. He worried that the Western powers would come to an understanding with the Nazis, as had happened a year earlier in Munich, and not come to Russia's aid in the event of a German invasion. Another more practical reason was that Stalin was buying time. This is a similar argument to the justification of appeasement by Britain and France in the late 1930s. They bought themselves time in 1938 to prepare for a future war. Stalin knew that Soviet industry needed to modernise further in order to produce enough armaments to be able to defeat Germany. He had also executed or imprisoned over half of the Red Army's officers during the purges of the 1930s, greatly weakening the Soviet military. Stalin was more than prepared to come to an agreement with Hitler in order to delay or even possibly avoid a war. He also gained the added bonus of occupying the eastern half of Poland, revenge for the Soviets' defeat by Polish forces in 1921. Operation Barbarossa, the Nazi invasion of the Soviet Union in June 1941, completely changed the situation. The Soviets were caught by surprise and were quickly in full retreat as their unprepared and under-equipped forces were initially no match for the battle-hardened Wehrmacht. Overnight, Britain and the Soviet Union had a common enemy and were quick to sign an agreement promising mutual aid. Stalin was desperate for help in these early weeks as the Soviets faced annihilation. 
only Russia's vast size was preventing a German victory. Churchill was quick to see the potential of Soviet might in Britain's war with Germany, and as a result, its image was transformed in the West from brutal dictatorship to that of patriots bravely resisting the Nazis, led by the avuncular Uncle Joe. June 1941, in the streets of Moscow and Leningrad, they read of friends overnight turned villains, and villains overnight turned friends. In the presence of Marshal Stalin, Foreign Minister Molotov puts pen to an Anglo-Soviet agreement, committing both sides to fight together until final victory. Then it is for Sir Stafford Cripps to sign in the same room, perhaps even on the same table, as had Herr von Ribbentrop a bare two years before. As far east as Mongolia, they heard the call.